sent me a story earlier this week about uh, fentanyl. Okay. Oh yeah, and it's something we've talked about a lot. So I, 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 I it is a good story, and it's from the Boston Globe. And uh, Eric Wheel, a gregarious 50-year-old painter who lives in a wooded neighborhood hugging the shores of Lake Winnipesaukee, never suspected he would face felony charges when he called 911 last August. He had agreed to take in a friend's son who was struggling with addiction on the condition that no drugs be brought into his house. Lame, but okay. When Wheel discovered a packet of white powder in the guest bedroom, he called 911. Somebody messed up in my house, he recalled saying. He's on drugs. I don't know what he's on. Can we get somebody here? Don't call 911 on drugs. Never call 911 on drugs unless somebody's actually ODing. You don't pick up drugs and be like, ah, I gotta do something about it. Better call nine one one. You can flush those down the toilet. It'll be if that if that you can give them to me. I mean, I'll take them. Before you call nine one one, hand me your drugs. I'd love like a little gimmick of fentanyl. Uh, When officers arrived, Wheel tried to hand over the packet of whatever this drug was. Okay, but was told to drop it on the gravel driveway. He did but picked it up again out of concern. He later said that his Yorkshire Terrier, Schnoogabooch, or his free-range chickens would be exposed. This guy's got chickens yeah, and shit a, running around. Right. You don't want to leave a bag of drugs laying on there's the ground. There's lots of dogs, too, that you drop some shit, and they just immediately <laughs> just, like, swallow it up. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to throw these drugs on the ground. No. Okay? I don't, I don't want my dogs dog on drugs. If anything, I want them. Yeah. That dog can't <laughs> handle the Fenty Pack. As he picked up the packet, some powder got on his index finger, and he blew it off. Police later said that he blew a large cloud of the powder toward them, exposing what? one off. Yeah, they're what? acting like he's like, like. <laughs> <laughs> now you will all die of fentanyl poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> watch the stream check out the stream for the way brett just did that because that's what i was like karnov he was like karnov just yeah <laughs> got him <laughs> why would he do that he's fucking so square dude yeah he called the police because he found drugs yeah. in his house he maybe they thought it was a setup they're like this is exactly what they would do make <laughs> us think they need help and then they would blow it in our face they are like <laughs> And that's why we're reading this story, because they are so freaked out by fentanyl now. It's crazy. Um, Fenton, so he said he blew a large cloud of the powder toward them, exposing one officer to fentanyl, an opioid who has dri- whose use has driven up the number of overdose deaths nationwide to a record high. Well, I mean, there's more to it than that, like, you know, restricting the actual ones that are safe because you're making some kind of point with the war on drugs. And now people have to get something that's powerful. And, uh, well, yeah, now it's become so popular too. There's so many people that are addicted to oxys and all of that, that now it becomes fentanyl becomes way more popular. Right. And and, and also more valuable. Yeah. I mean, that is actually a thing. They're really, the cops think that they're warning you against it, but there's so many people out there that, I mean, when you're, like, really into drugs, when you're, like, a per, I'm really into drugs. I can say that. Uh, when they say there's something wild out there on the streets, you're always like, oh, what am I trying that? Like, yeah. It's not, like, a deterrent is, yeah. is what I'm trying to say to, for them to say it. 
Uh, Wheel was charged with reckless conduct, something akin to waving a loaded gun in the air. Prosecutors argued that fentanyl was a deadly weapon. It's not. As stories circulate the lethality of powdered fentanyl and its cousin carfentanil, similar cases have been brought in Maine, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Kentucky, with charges ranging from wanton endangerment to assault. At least two people are serving sentences of up to three years in the widely reported case of an Ohio officer who was said to have nearly died after brushing some fentanyl off his shirt. What? <laughs> that's, they, that's, what is that? They said he nearly, nearly died. You can't do that. What does that count? That's, is that a medical diagnosis? Uh, this officer nearly died. How? What happened? What was the process that was yeah. going to kill him? Like, again, when we talk about this stuff, these are drugs that, like, a person is already using. Somebody fucking, like, somebody's yeah, already doing them. You're that, taking it from them. Someone directly <laughs> injected them into that in their, their fucking veins. I know. It's like they flicked a crumb off and, and then was like... <laughs> you know what it is? Is that these people, they really need to go to counseling, therapy. We need to have officers, someone in that role, really... Now, I, mean, I want to abolish what we have now, but... If these people are supposed to be doing this, they don't know what a panic attack is. <laughs> They're having a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's and he's like freaking out on the inside. Doesn't realize it's a panic attack. He's not actually dying from drugs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so at least two people. So um. That's crazy, though. More than 10 other cases are pending. Medical professionals professionals say that the risk from accidental exposure to opioids, even potent ones, are actually very low. No shit. Yeah. Only an idiot would think they're not. (laughs) That's why they tried to convince us that people were dipping flyers in fentanyl and putting them on pop cars so that when they just touched it, just touched one flyer to crumple it up and throw it away, their fucking hand would get fentanyl poisoned. Aren't they in, like, more... Danger actually like touching LSD. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Because it actually might work. I think it does come through the skin, but no, they're not in any danger. Medical profession. So the medical. I was picking it up. The literally the guy they were arresting was fucking <laughs> jostling it around trying to get his little fucking Yorkshire Terrier not to swallow the damn thing. I know. I know. And they're like, get that, get that fucking thing on the ground right now. They're freaking out about fentanyl, dude. Yeah. They're so scared of this thing it's like you're supposed to defend me but you seem like really just skittish this is yet another case of them being like you're freaking me out man they're shooting people all the time because we're freaking them out oh these people well you know they'll shoot a black guy just because he freaked they're scared of them this is why we hate the cops this is why we don't want this this is why we want something else because they they are not they aren't living in a real fucking world they're not they are tyrants they're all powerful they can kick your fucking door in and shoot your dog anytime they want you know yeah and And that's and they're living they're the most scared people on the planet what do they have a gun and they also think that someone is going to call the cops and then blow fentanyl in their face like they're Tajiri, <laughs> the wrestler that sprayed green mist, right? Yeah, uh, Muta, the great oh, Muta. Muta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prosecutions have been driven by fear, they say, not science. None of the incidents has caused the death or even symptoms of opioid overdose. A review of the available evidence shows, which, by the way, like Brett said, they're having a panic attack. Yeah. They're 
having an anxiety attack. Yeah. I have them too. There's Everybody nothing gets wrong them, with dude. it. They yeah. take you down. It's like it fucks you up. Even so, fear is rampant. There has been no shortage of warnings that unidentified powders can kill. A 2016 video by the DEA warned law enforcement that touching fentanyl or breathing in just a few airborne particles could be fatal. Okay. Why? What's the... Well, it's the DEA. Everything has to be, like, ultra dangerous with the DEA because they're doing a pointless job. Yeah. You know, dozens of police officers and medics have been given naloxone, <laughs> a drug that reverses opioid overdoses to treat suspected on the job. Exp- These guys are just getting hit with naloxone. They're getting fucking hit with Narcan yeah. all the time oh, now because yeah. they're fucking freaked out. <laughs> like, dude, there was just something not right about that. There was some powder in that car, man. He's like, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me back. That stuff doesn't feel good, by the way. Like it's that's the bad stuff. I mean, it's it it is there to save lives and it is good stuff. But I'm saying, like, it's you should you're better off doing some heroin. That feels better than than as a cop. I'm saying the cop. Yeah. Well, no, as a cop, it's like that stuff is bad. Like it doesn't feel good. So why are you? They're shooting themselves up with it all the fucking time. But I am muddying my point. It's become <laughs> less funny the more that I talk about it. So dozens of police officers and med. Okay, so um, those affected have often complained of dizziness, nausea, and lightheadedness. Some of them pass out. That's panic attack. In Ohio, after a prisoner overdose, 23 correction officers and four nurses were treated for possible opioid exposure. 31 inmates were relocated and a nearby school was placed on modified lockdown. (laughs) Holy shit! And how many fucking, like, how many, how much fentanyl is in, like, the dashboard of, like, a Chevy Silverado that's just gonna get passed around (laughs) some dirty bar all night? You know? Oh my god. They put a school on lockdown, dude, because a guy OD'd in prison. Like, so a guy used in too prison, much. yeah, used too much, and he died. And 23 cops and four nurses had to be treated. It's <laughs> <laughs> just for like getting like hysteria. Yeah, I know. That's why we, they it's like just catching his, literally catching hysteria, but they're in charge and they have weapons and they make all the decisions. It's like, it, maybe it's kind of like we should send doctors and stuff to go deal with overdoses yeah. and drug stuff. Maybe yeah. instead of got meatheads with fucking guns, right. you know? I never want to be in a position where I have to go see a family member, a wife, kids, and explain to them that their father or husband is not coming home that evening, or ever for that matter. Ryan Heath, the police chief in Alton, New Hampshire, where Weir was charged, right. said in an it's, interview. It's called, it's called Borrowing Problems from the Future. Because this hasn't happened. I know. No, no, none. Of, you haven't actually had to go to any of your officers' families and tell them that their no. their significant other died because they touched hair, uh, fentanyl at work. Yeah, and this is the little capper on that too. He's like, everybody knows it's a dangerous substance. Heath added, "I've seen it on the news." <laughs> <laughs> I turned on the local news where they fucking tell me. Do you believe in my town? Yeah. More recently, the Justice Department released another video urging emergency medical workers to use precautions like gloves, eye protection, and a face mask. Not the worst fucking idea. 
to tell you the truth. Like, I'm not like, I'm not saying don't take any precautions, sure. but I mean, if you just happen to not be wearing all that stuff, probably still fine. Yeah. In several cases, officers and emergency workers have conducted drug busts while wearing biohazard containment suits. <laughs> But such messages worry doctors who contend that these precautions are unnecessary and could even do harm stigmatizing patients, as happened in the early years of the AIDS crisis and causing deadly delays while responders don protective gear. I want to tell first responders, look, you're safe, said Dr. Jeremy S. Faust, an emergency physician at Brigham and Women's Faulkner Hospital in Boston. You can touch these people. You can interact with them. You can go on and do the heroic life-saving work that you do for anyone else. <laughs> I mean, that's a little yeah, too much. But he on. was probably being kind of a smart ass. Drum him up a little bit. <laughs> Make him Get feel in good. there. Come on. Go save some lives, man. <laughs> True, a dose of powdered fentanyl the size of a few grains of sand can prove lethal, and car fentanyl is even more potent. But the drugs most generally be deliberate but the drugs most generally delib- are deliberately ingested, not accidentally touched or inhaled to cause a, a reaction. Because that's true. The, the it does take a small amount to kill you. Right. But that's when you're shooting it up into your fucking veins. Right. It's not like, and it's just, I would say it's extraordinary and probable that a first responder would be poisoned by an ultra potent opiate. This is just doctor after doctor in this article. Yeah. You can't, yeah. It's not as powerful as inhaling it. Yeah. They, they think they can inhale it. Yeah. Um, so in Kentucky, in a Kentucky case, emergency medical technician named Scotty Whiteman radioed for help after his name Scotty Whiteman <laughs> radioed for help after he used a towel to dry off a patient who overdosed. He lost consciousness and was treated with naloxone, but his drug test was negative for opiate. Another one bites the dust. You feel real sober now, Scotty Whiteman? <laughs> You need a, you need like a, what, he needs like a Xanax or something, right? What's the, what's the drug that you get? An Ativan would yeah, work Ativan, really good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was going through my mind was, here I am trying to help somebody and keep them alive, and I almost died doing that. Uh, uh, I'm supposed fentanyl to be- sweat! There's fentanyl sweat! It's dripping! I'm supposed to be helping someone in my mind, but in my mind, it's like they just tried to kill me. See, no, yeah, you don't stop because you're gonna start sending people to jail for that now. As a result of that episode, three people, the patient who overdosed, his stepson, and his stepson's girlfriend have each been charged with 10 counts of wanton endangerment. The patient recently pleaded guilty. The other two cases are pending. The stepson, Scotty Hatton, said that he had lost custody of his son because of the charges and that local officials had thrown out all of his possessions over fears of containment. What? Contamination. I would understand that they found a bunch of dope or had a test that said, yeah, that's carfentanil, but they didn't have a test or anything. Had he not called 911, Hatton said, the patient could have, could have died laying hat, laying Hatton open to some kind of manslaughter charge or murder or something like that. Yeah. If he had to do it to do, if he had it to do over, he would call 911 again. He said, I didn't want him to die. It, we've talked about this in the past too. I think a lot of people OD because they're afraid to call nine one one because shit like this happens. Oh yeah, you know, you definitely don't know. And you're, you're, I mean, it's not that, and you're just like you don't, you're just like want to wait to the very last second, you know. 
<laughs> in Wheel's case, the officer who was reportedly exposed, Jamie Fellows, wrote, The cloud of fentanyl came down around me, and I had breathed in a portion of the powder, Fellows said. Fellows said he felt something drip down the back of his throat and later complained of a headache. He declined a request for comment. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, Wheels was convicted in September, so he's going to jail. And, uh... Wheel, who said he spent more than $10,000 on legal fees and another three hundred on security cameras trained on his driveway, said the experience had changed him. If I ever go into a situation where somebody's ODing, I'm going to stand over them and watch them die, he said. What? If they stay, why didn't I call? Are you out of your mind? The last time I called somebody, I got a Class B felony. Which, yeah. that's a dark way to look at things, but... Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know? Yeah, I mean, he just, you gotta, you gotta spit it real. That's how you feel. That's how you feel in that moment. It's like, I don't want to get tied up in this. I'm just going to run away. Yeah, yeah. I I get it, man. We need to keep our majestic forests intact in America, but we still need all this wood. So (laughs) let's go knock down some more majestic forests somewhere else. Yeah, and the real fucked up thing is that the government is actually covering up the existence of Bigfoot because if people found out there was a Bigfoot, then there would be no industry could like go in there and capitalize off of that those natural resources anymore that's actually true i like we've theorized this in the past but <laughs> i think what happens is logging companies have found bigfoot and then just killed them and dumped them in a ditch it was like if they found out there was bigfoot they wouldn't let us log this forest anymore so there's just ditches full of bigfoots all over the forest yeah there's big, big bigfoot graves out in the hills <laughs> but i mean it is crazy because like it that is a thing that like shows how ugly a lot of the conservative people are because like I know a dude they it used to be that if you were like a hunter or if you were like a uh something like that you would be a conservationist that used to like be a thing you know I I know Teddy my, Roosevelt you're upright yeah well my brother-in-law I mean my father-in-law was a member of both the NRA and the Sierra Club when I first started dating <laughs> my wife and i don't know what the sierra club's up to but i i do know that like it sends a message like he thought he was taking care of the forest and guns you know but it seems like now that whole vibe has just gone out the window where it's just like well i like to have a bunch of guns and i also like to eat out of only styrofoam and roll coal too (laughs) like i I also want to listen i also want to destroy this planet okay (laughs) yeah Somebody, uh, we a bunch of people sent us the same uh, a story about Philadelphia this uh, week that I wanted to touch on. Our oh, second I definitely, home, Philadelphia. I definitely want to touch on this because yeah, they're talking about my people now and what how the fuck we chill is not of any concern to any legislator. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's the government is this is another case of that government Meddling. getting in people's business. Yeah. Nobody nobody asked for you around here, government. Yeah. Step away, okay? Philadelphia is urging residents not to swim in dumpsters after a rented trash bin was filled with fire hydrant water and transformed into a pool. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because I saw it on the Gothamist when it happened in Brooklyn. People were paying $35 to have mojitos and sit in one. Why is it a problem now? We did watch a guy open up the fire like two fire hydrants when we were in philly (laughs) we did watch that happen at one point but uh look it's not safe but if there's not a municipal pool and it's hot outside the dumpsters the dumpsters gonna get swum in 
That's just the way it is. I said swum. <laughs> I love that. Just roll with it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about it. We got it. It ain't going nowhere. City ain't going to pay to pick it up. They'd rather give somebody a fine than get rid of the damn dumpster. So stay out of it. We're going to make. We're going to do something in it. We're going to take care of it, and we're going to get some swimming on. So the the uh, party's organizers told the told the website uh, Billy Penn. The online news site Billy Penn first reported the shenanigans at a weekend block party. The party's organizers told the site they power washed the dumpster, lined the bottom with pot plywood and tarps, and cushioned the corners with pool noodles. Yeah, <laughs> and then they filled it I, up I've, with hydrant water. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've read this. There's a how-to how-to cast on this, man. It's pretty simple to do. I uh, I they, absolutely. It, they took they put more thought into it than I would have. You know, at, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, why can't they? Oh yeah, that? you're not the planner. You're not the planner. You don't think through. You don't think things through like that. I just filled the damn thing up. You know what I mean? I did, I would have just pointed the fire hydrant at the hole in the side of the dumpster, <laughs> at the door in the side of the dumpster, and just been like, get in there, kids, have fun. See, and this is and see, this is why. I think, man, eventually we're going to have to move to Philadelphia to take over a section of it because that's well, that's completely welcome. I, I would much rather have pool dumpsters, people hanging out. Instead of cars parked out in front of my house, I'd rather have a pool dumpster with someone hanging out, you know, with a marg and a stogie. Yeah, so the Department of Licenses and Inspections issued a statement saying the city won't issue permits for block party dumpster pools. Well, then we won't get one. I mean, we don't need it. What all we we all we did was encapsulate water inside of a vessel. That's all. You know, there's nothing going nothing going on here. They're creating a problem. This damn nobody wants a nobody wants to have to get a permit. I mean, it feels like you're saying we can do this for free now. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's you're not allowed. They got a bunch of empty dump, empty dumpsters around Philly because they throw all their trash on the ground. So nobody's never use, makes nobody's, it to the dumpster. Nobody's using the damn things, anyways. So, uh, so the woman Karen Gus, who is the agency spokeswoman for the uh, licenses and inspections, said, "We're not screwing around, Philly." The city strongly recommends that residents opt for recreational options that are safer, more sanitary, and less likely to deplete the resources firefighters need in an emergency. Always trying to make you feel guilty, by the way. They always do that. They're always like, oh, well, you know, you also are wasting the time of firefighters. Yeah, and absolutely zero evidence of someone getting hurt. Or fire, no, no. or fire, no firefighters showed up. The place is on top. Philadelphia is literally on top of water. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know what, man? Like, don't tell somebody to go. To, it costs money to go to the pool. It doesn't cost money to swim in a dumpster. I don't understand why you can't have a dumpster swimming party. I'm kind of offended by the whole thing now. I'm bothered by it. Well, and it's the same idea behind it. You know, they'll let you cut a big ass hole in the dirt and tarp it up and fill it with water. But if you tarp up the inside of a dumpster, all of a sudden it's a problem. I mean, that sounds like a great, great use of materials and pool noodles. Yeah. Like those pool noodles. Yeah, those things. Pool noodles that people's dogs just eat. (laughs) There's they're just like tumbleweeds at this point. 
Oh, my God. Can you imagine how many of those stupid pool noodles are in the middle of the ocean? And right now, think about it. Right now, some some fucking plastic extruder is just firing them out. They're just firing into fucking boxes and getting thrown onto those same cargo containers that could become pools. Just fucking right now. Just millions of pounds of fucking plastics to get those things over here. Somebody has a pallet jack. Somebody has a pallet jack and they're grabbing a pallet of those to put in the middle of of the Walmart tonight. When when they open up, there's just just pool noodles of 500 pounds of pool noodles. They just when you put it as soon as you put them in the shed, they disintegrate. Like as soon as you put them in there for fall, they're half rot. I mean, they're half rotten by the time uh, Halloween comes around. They just fucking disintegrate. No pool noodle makes it to the next summer. That's why they it's, have to make so many of them. They just, it has they're like just, a fucking half-life. Yeah, yeah. You whip each other with them a few times and you never use them again either. Like, they're the stupidest. Stop making pool noodles. That's the next thing we're going to come out with. We're against pool noodles. But yeah, you're right. That's the noise of them <laughs> just cutting pool noodles. But these people used them in a good way. Like good for the dumpster, the dumpster swimmers in Philly. I, we salute you here. At yeah, this Fight. is a lot Just of ingenuity. Get- it takes care of a lot of issues. People need to stay cool out there. It's very hot. I understand the air conditioning is not up to some of the standards of a place like Dallas, Texas. So I think this is a wonderful solution, and it solves the problem of having yucky dumpsters. Maybe they get them painted. Get some murals on the side of those pools. Yeah. I mean, a dumpster's not inherently gross, I think is the thing. People are automatically like dumpsters are gross because they have the name dumpster. It makes it sound worse than it actually is. It's really just a box, you know? steel. Usually a a a box on wheels, a big steel box. It's a big steel box, yeah. And it's not like... It's not like they just fill up the water when there's trash in there and you just stew in the trash and simmer in it next to like bags that. of floating I, trash. <laughs> I would still I I would still do that. Uh, but I they're doing it in a clean way. Not like a lot of trash, just like I if there was like a couple of McDonald's wrappers and stuff in no, there, I'm, I wouldn't get rid of them. No, I'm <laughs> You would leave some floaters. Oh my god, the Greasy paper would just disintegrate into water and make it cloudy immediately. I know. <laughs> I'd be in there with my goggles on and my uh, snorkel. <laughs> a swim. Oh God! Yeah, you. Yeah, you did not. You didn't even rinse out the inside. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I figure the water's doing that, rinsing out the inside. When you get the water in there, that's what's cleaning it. Yeah, it's maybe like, I'll put some soap in. Maybe I'll put some soap in. It'll be a bubble swim. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I mean, salute to Philly. I love this idea. Thank you for thank you for fighting the good fight and just cooling off any way you can, uh, and having some ingenuity and some real stick to itiveness. And it's not illegal in Ohio, as far as I know. And uh, we're looking to put on some pretty cool live shows. In this city and all over the country, really, if you want us, help us get a show there, you know. But, like, uh, maybe, Car- you know, ne- maybe next summer in Columbus, Ohio, we'll have a dumpster pool party. And there ain't nothing they can do about it in Philly. You Philly people can come up here, swim in a dumpster. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. I want a cargo container. sister city. I want a cargo <laughs> container with a um, diving board on it. 
Yeah, yeah. Like uh, put upright so it's deep and you could just make a, a gigantic diving board. I love this idea. Put that on the list. Cargo yeah. container, dumpster pool party, next summer, Columbus, Ohio. You know where to get cool. And if you're in Philly where they've outlawed this this wonderful behavior, then you're welcome here. Okay? Well, so, she said, the lady said stop screwing around and it's like they're going to keep screwing around. God, I hope so. I know, I know it's terrible. I I know that like uh, they're gonna arrest some people for this. I think that's what's gonna end up happening. Some people are gonna end up getting arrested, and then they'll be like, ah, they arrest people for it now. We can't swim in a dump. Our proud tradition of dumpster swimming cannot continue any longer. Yeah, it's a shame. Okay, so Michael Thames, a U.S. eco has expert, has claimed that chemtrails could wipe out humans within the next few years. Wow, that's a huge threat. That's even bigger than climate change. Yes, that's true. It is. I mean, we should. I understand that. I I feel like we should work on climate change. I'm not saying we can't work on two things at the same time. But chemtrails needs to go up a couple slots. Yeah, we need to look at chemtrails. If Michael Thames, first of all, he's an eco expert, Brett. Ooh, yeah, that's hard to find these days. You're one of those too, basically. I got a, I got a, uh, my sister in law is like kind of an eco expert. Everybody's an eco expert. Yeah. I mean, I know whether to use vinegar or lime juice on a stain. Yeah. So Naomi, Naomi Klein is an eco expert. All of everybody, basically, except for me. I, I am very ignorant about very eco chemically. Matters. Yeah. Chemically situated. Fellow. Yeah. He's claimed that ke- so wipe out humans within the next few years. Thames has claimed that the chemtrails that we see in our skies are about to cause, get ready, a biblical style flood. Holy moly. <laughs> Which can rain down toxic chemicals, including lead and mercury. The result of the chemical onslaught from flooding and chemtrails would be catastrophic for mankind. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not terrified about this one. We're in a little bit of trouble, Brad, is what we're saying well, here. I don't it's weird because they are like the this I hate that fake news has become a thing. I know it's a buzzword, but it is such a thing. Like it's we've all known thing. it's a thing. This is the good kind of fake news. Okay. But they're they're like taking so climate change is going to result in more flooding. Like they are right about that. Like they're gonna prove themselves right on that one. Yeah. But they assign it, but they have their alt-inf that just assigns <laughs> it all to government corruption of our skies. And you're okay with that, right? What, what, I mean, they're on the same side. Let's, I mean, I'm always, if they're on the same side, I let the alt-inf fried. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. It's just how do you talk to her? About, I mean, how do you, uh, how do you talk to them about solutions? Because oh, you're going to be like, hey, you know, when how about you reinvest <laughs> our energy? That and they're saying, hell no, we need to get those damn planes out of the sky. Yeah, you need to quit rolling coal, and we'll also deal with the airplanes okay? <laughs> right yeah if we can talk if we can talk those people into like reducing their carbon footprint if we promise to pretend to care about chemtrails that's a good idea <laughs> it's a really good idea i know we could win on both sides of this thing we would just yeah maybe survey um survey areas that are that that are more pro chemtrails and divert airplanes around them so that they think that we cleaned up the skies. Yeah. Or you could even be like, let's put some money into seeing if we can make them invisible. Oh, right. A cleanup, like a little screen or something. Yeah. Put I some don't pantyhose on the end of that <laughs> engine. 
<laughs> I think, yeah, I think what sucks is like they're probably going to want us to get all the airplanes out of the yeah, air. Yeah, that's the issue. They that's why, flying. and we're not ever going to talk. That's not going to happen. I want the airplanes. I can't argue against airplanes. Yeah, I think I think like I said, we might have. I don't know if we can divert them or uh, offer some sort of solution. Well, I just think we make that deal and we see where that goes. Well, yeah, at least know? get the research in place. Because I always a, a thing that I always notice is like my 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 father in law was is like a Sierra Club member. He's like, oh, I really want to save this land. I mean, <laughs> love them mountains, but he's never against like checking for natural gas oh really (laughs) no not at all but he he's just like i want to be able to walk through the woods someday and i think it's just like i (laughs) the metro park is the woods right you got it buddy paying somebody to put out a course for me to walk i'd like i'd like for you to keep doing this thing here it's great (laughs) but yeah bring on the pipeline yeah, I think there's a lot of those because there's a lot of people out there that are like, I believe in conservation so that, you know, people can hunt. And then they're like, I wish they'd get that goddamn oil pipeline built. Right. <laughs> you know, like it, it's uh, that's that's one of the I feel like we could make common cause with those people if we could just explain to them that like because all they don't want is one like they think that building a building is the worst thing you can do to nature. And that's, I mean, which is not great, right? But that's the only thing they don't care about. They're like, hey, man, if there's toxic sludge all over the woods, it's like, whatever. If the if the company that makes the bleach is pouring the bleach into the creek, then whatever, as long as there's still deer to shoot here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we. Uh, I think maybe if we could tell them that we're reducing fossil fuels because they don't have to go to work as much, that would probably help them get on get on with our plan. Right? People like to work, man. Oh, some, I know there that group. People. I forgot. Yeah. Shit. You'd be like, oh, we're gonna give you some time off, and they're like, I don't got, I ain't got enough time to do the work I got now. I'm trying to get away from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it around here. It's not my house. <laughs> yeah, I'll do sixteen hours. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. Then people that love working, well, how do we? D- they're always going to complain. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> asking them to work that hard. Those kiss asses that just show up and do extra work and make every like fuck up the numbers. You know, everybody's doing forty boxes an hour and they roll. They do sixty. Yeah. <laughs> I did it again. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe you. Y'all can't. said you never seen numbers like this before. That's crazy. I'm brand new. It's my first week. I didn't realize that. Like, you know, you're fucking it up for us, guy. Yeah. You're. We hey, were doing the forty. Hey, Chipper I think, Chap, we were doing forty here. I think that happened at my last job at the camera store. Like, I I sped productivity up too much. Oh wow. And it was just like, nope. Maybe we don't need another person. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, don't speed up that productivity, guys. Just calm down. Yeah, you make you need to less boxes. Get a baseline. This is another yeah. thing. Get a baseline of the work load that you're going to do, so everybody's on the same page. Yeah, or yeah. Organize that way at your office or uh, warehouse or where do people work. People, a lot of people work at their houses now. Yeah, yeah, they do actually. That's kind of CVS, CVS, <laughs> Kroger. Uh, just the grocery store, really. Yeah. Aldi now, if you want to get all the like middle class type people. No, oh, Aldi's done changed. Yeah, Aldi's not what Aldi used to be, man. No, it used to be, yeah, it used to be the slums. 
It was definitely the slums of Columbus when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, when I was a bully, I probably would have been mean to somebody that shopped at Aldi oh. when I was a kid. It's embarrassing know? as fuck. But yeah. now it's fancy. Now that's where all the fancy people yeah. go. You see, you see all kinds of like high wicked priests buying really cheap smoked salmon in there, which is another thing too, man. It's like a lowering. Uh, like it's like uh oh no when you get older you'll shop at the aldi you'll shop at the store that we shunned before right but it'll be cheaper so you'll love it it'll, you'll feel smarter than us exactly <laughs> <laughs> but you're it's it, but you're accepting like that lowered lifestyle i mean i've i've fallen right into the trap i'm the same one that like when they were like hey you guys watching these Tiny house shows? <laughs> yes. Hey, you oh millennials my. love these tiny house shows? We're going to build tiny houses for you. We're going to stop building regular houses for y'all. Y'all love these tiny little places to live in. It's so cute and quaint. You drive us crazy, but uh, yeah, we're going to do that for you. We're going to give you 800 square feet that you can pay $200,000 for. Have you seen this new show about how you can trick out a storage facility? <laughs> right, right. Millennials are tricking out storage facilities yeah. or like the uh, tractor trailer, baby. Yeah, yeah. Cut up, cut up. A hole in the side of a tractor trailer, uh, uh, yeah, the fucking yeah, shipping, car, shipping container, yeah. yeah. Millennials are living in stacked up shipping containers, <laughs> yeah. We, we love it, <laughs> yeah. We really love it. It's great, man. There's a food truck outside, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go outside and eat the food truck food, and all, yeah, all these the same thing. It's like, I mean, I, I do, I do like Captain Crunch. Uh, but I can take Admiral Marshmallow <laughs> if it's only a dollar twenty-five. The funniest thing about Aldi is their energy drink is called Gridlock, which yeah. is the exact opposite of energy. Think <laughs> <laughs> like I did? Don't think about energy when I think of Gridlock. I don't either. I, that's uh, that's uh, they missed the mark on that one. They, <laughs> they that probably must have been a cheap patent or something. Or maybe they already had a logo made. Yeah, they were gonna. They thought it was that purple drank stuff, right? With, uh, uh, with melatonin in it, because that's what I think. I like. I'm like, oh, well, actually, gridlock means anger, so maybe it does work with a energy well, drink. Because everybody I've ever known that drinks energy drinks also has a propensity for anger. Yeah, I think it's like when shit's piling up, when your like whole day is bottlenecked, and you're like, I gotta get through this shit. I'm gridlocked, <laughs> and then you slam the gridlocked. The two o'clock. The two, two o'clock. o'clock crash is what they call it now. I mean, it's true. It's a true thing, but we've invented a, something to get you. I mean, a five-hour energy will get you past it. The two o'clock gridlock. Yeah. I would call it, I mean, a bump of cocaine. You should be allowed to do a bump <laughs> of cocaine that. at two o'clock. Oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, the real shit. Yeah. I'm not talking about the energy drink. Not the energy drink. I just think at 2 o'clock, if everybody's going to get a, a five-hour energy drink, why not let people do a bump? Just well, one quick rail. They did that rail. in the 80s, and it was really fucked up. Yeah. People get out of hand with it. <laughs> there has to be some sort. Maybe if it, I guess if there was more social norms around it. Everybody was doing it and hiding it. So then you got like really into hiding it, and then you got out of control. Yeah, people were doing it like on the, on the toilet, on right. the to- toilet tank. That's yeah. so gross. I'm making so many fucking sales. And the boss just says, I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on. <laughs> this booger sugar's got me flying. I'm going to be at the top of the sales charts today. <laughs> that that Atari's, Atari video games was built on cocaine. Yeah. That's I all mean, they did is smoke weed and, coke, and do coke. 
Yeah, I can see that, man. That seems like the best way to stay awake the whole time and keep it's it bad going. bad for your um, biology. You got to keep it. You can't have that habit for too long. Yeah, but you'd want to play video games, though. It's, it's good, I think, for redlining you're, it, like in your prime. Like, if you're working and you're building love, uh, something from the ground up, I think it's a good way to redline it. All the kids do Adderall now, though. That is true. That's Everybody's like, on Addies. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's true. That's, it'll but never that's go, been for a decade. Yeah, Erica... Speak, Erica Erica, my wife, went to the hospital after being up on Adderall for three days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. Adderall's In never college. going away. Speed has always been popular among. That's true. People. It's always been a hit. <laughs> that a- is true. Speed is, I mean, we give speed a really bad name because of the fact that it makes you grind your teeth and a lot of times feel like you're going to die and makes your mouth really dry. But like, we do enjoy it and in, in your early days. I mean, they push you kind of hard. You know, you're not getting all the sleep you need because they make you crush it into weird hours that aren't natural for your body. Right. And and all the classes are assigning a homework as if they're the only class that you have. Yeah. You so can't do anything but be a student. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know what'll get me through all this? Speed. Right. I mean, I started doing speed in the ninth grade. As soon as somebody's like, I got speed, I'm like, oh, it seems I want to be hyper. That's well, that what was, I thought it did. I thought it made you hyper. Well, yeah, it was one of the first things you can steal from the gas station. That's why. <laughs> all you can do is grab and run on that shit. It's yeah. always it's close to the door. Yeah. Yeah, but Adderall is like that, and yeah. it's always been a thing. Methamphetamine is the same thing. I mean, greenies. They used to call them greenies in baseball, remember? <laughs> Early in baseball, they'd be like, let's get some bennies and some dexies and some greenies. <laughs> no, I didn't know. <laughs> greenies, and yeah, that's what they call them. They call them by the color of the pill. Sure, They'd be sure. like, oh, it's the green ones. The green ones make me go fast, and the red ones make me go slow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there we had that was our, the freewheeling drug times. They really did kind of do the most, the most open and experimentation. And shit. I mean, they would just make speed. Yeah, they would just be like, oh, well, we had yeah. the regulator off, man. That we did have like the governor off that shit. Yeah, Ronald Reagan fucked that whole thing He's up. Ronald Reagan that back. Ronald Reagan all of a sudden was like, you know, all that fun you guys are having, <laughs> disco cocaine shit you're doing, <laughs> it's over. It Gone. makes me nuts. It makes me nuts seeing all these people having a good time. I mean, like, and people were unhealthy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good for them, but it wasn't also everybody. Well, it was kind of everybody. I mean, it was a lot freer. Drugs were a lot freer back then. Yeah, I guess. I've heard some pretty Not wild marijuana, stories. though. I the mean, ma- the weed was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So was the acid. Actually, the acid was. I think it was the speed. Actually, yeah, the, the shaking bake meth was horrible. Yeah, they would do it in a bathtub. People always talk. I guess you wouldn't make speed in a bathtub. That was the prohibition. Lot. People, they made their they made their uh, alcohol in a bathtub, and that's why they made alcohol legal again because everybody's like, "That's fucking gross." Yeah, meth. You just making like a laundry detergent bottle. That's how they do that shit in the on the road. Bikers on the road. That Hell's Angels shit in the sixties. Oh God, I hate the Hell's Angels. Oh, I mean, I love them they're awful they're pieces of shit (laughs) everyone was housed in identical stack and pack compounds where there was just enough room to take short walks outside but still remain within the safety of the complex there were no mcmansions to manifest wealth here simply because wealth was not allowed this guy's writing a no mcmansions world and i'm like tight like there's some republican reading this fucking no mcmansions what the fuck dude Are you serious? I love bay windows. You know, me and Marty both have a passion for bay windows. I've got 10. He's got eight. (laughs) 
It's important to me. They're important to me. They're my bay windows. I decorate them. I put up a shade. They're my shit. Don't take that from me. <laughs> Fuck, man. I was, I've was. i been working from the day I was born to get my own McMansion, and now they're taking them. The Chinese are taking them away. You give you, me a stacking pack? A fucking stacking pack? You know what? Maybe you just need a garage for your fucking car. I got projects to do. I need extra space. I need a four car. I don't got four cars. Maybe I want to have them. You ain't well, allowed. Don't stifle me. Stop stifling me. <laughs> This paragraph fucking kicks ass because it is all stuff we've tried to sell on this show. Yeah, I mean, utopia. I mean, my shit would be peaceful if it was just like go to work for six months at a time, do the podcast, get free food, get all of these like perks. I, I am against stacking packs. I don't want to be stacked or packed. I'm okay. Well, I'm going to come out pro stacking packs. Yeah, you are into that. You do like, you are an evangelist where I'm like, you know, we'll probably buy a house someday and you're like, I want to get like a room in a building. <laughs> and then I just have to pay for that room in the building and I can sleep there. But it's somewhere where I can walk around and I'm like, all right. You That's wanna, all you I'm ever get, looking for. That's you want to be in a stacking pack. All I'm looking for is a fucking stack and pack. 20 really. by 20. Give me that 20 by 20 deal. If I could afford a room, uh, like, I, I always think it's funny that people in New York are like, I don't want to live in some fucking building. And I'm like, that's my dream is to live in some fucking building. <laughs> like, right. they're all trying to get out of the building into, like, a brownstone. And I'm like, fuck that, man. That sounds like I have to do something with it. Something breaks. I got to fix it. Put me in a motherfucking stack and pack right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, want to wake have, up and make breakfast, and then no, get you the don't fuck have to make breakfast though, dude. And, no kitchen. And, you don't want to have like a I looked. The place I looked at last time had a continental breakfast in the morning. It wasn't even no, a hotel, come on, my dude. Dude, that's too much. You just go down to the lobby, and that's a lot of nitrates and, and shit. Well, yeah. I wouldn't fuck with all those prepackaged. Well, I would ask them to get granola or something or smoothie. <laughs> can y'all get? Can y'all sell my smoothies? Hey, here? you running down to the store? <laughs> <laughs> It is a concierge service. My dream is a building, dude. I just really? want to live in a building more than anything wow. on this planet. Wow. I do. I do. I, eleva- I want to take an elevator up to my room. I want to fucking stand on my balcony and look out at the fucking city and be like, this whole place is fucking <laughs> running with trash. <laughs> what? You want to, no, that was you just want to a, look down on no, people? I want to just stand in my fucking room and look down on people. Look at the degenerates lining the streets. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> I control them. I've always wanted to live in a fucking apartment building. I've always like, even like an apartment building. That's not like I, there's suburban like apartment buildings that I used to hook cable up in. They wasn't anything special. They fucking look just like any regular ass garden apartment anywhere. But I was like, there's a hall inside to the place. And I get to walk into my, I get to take my elevator up and walk down my hall and go to my apartment. And it's like my space. And I'm like, that's what I want. That's, exactly what i'm trying to get my hands on they use the most booty stuff though in those like yeah that, that, that i mean that's why goofy I'm, carpet and i'm a city guy anyway i would live in the city if C-I-T-Y. i got into a building city guys hey hey um best of all there was no stress from the competition to excel <laughs> okay he knows us well <laughs> 
Like, no, you don't. I mean, you don't have to be the best at like uh, swimsuits. Like they've been doing swimsuits. It's it's kind of done. I don't get these guys because most people are fucking decent at a few tasks anyway. Nobody, ex- the very few people well, can excel at anything. Is the way that I feel. Like there's there's a, a limited amount of people that can excel at everything, and then everybody else is pretty good at a few things and like we should organize the world around everybody being pretty good at a few things sure instead of everybody shooting to excel and what? cut each other's throats well you're a star player you get a star player's salary unlike those filthy people that clean up the building <laughs> yeah i'm good at fucking sweeping i'm sorry man yeah it is um yeah, it, it's a stupid system. It doesn't make sense, and it does. It does to yeah to reward that stuff. And I I don't think that I really don't see how you can shut that down. You look at like human beings in any circumstance, and they in certain ones of us innovate and excel and go beyond anything you can imagine. But they aren't like who we should be basing like the no. system on, like the morality or the expectations or the any of that like the, that's not every that's not even close to everybody right i i mean the, the only thing i know about myself is that i'm decent at a few things and like i i, I don't think i excel at anything particular like there's nothing that i think i excel at and like i'm okay with that it doesn't like make me mad and i'm not thriving for it there are things i'm interested in that i would love to do but like like there are things i'm interested in that i would love to be better at but like i'm also not like racking my brain like how can I fucking be the best like at car maintenance or something like that even when I was working at the cable company there was never that thing in my mind that was like how can I fucking be the best at hooking up cable it's like just how can I get through the day of hooking up fucking cable how can I be good at hooking up cable like and and that's most people. I mean, even if they're thinking like I'm fucking excelling, ninety nine, like ninety percent of people are just mediocre at everything. It's just that's the human fucking condition. The whole fucking society is kind of like built to get you not to think that you're mediocre at everything, but you are. You're fucking mediocre. That's what we are as people. You know? Yeah. I mean, and you're just playing your position. I mean, a lot of it is. <laughs> really uh unwarranted no crying it's not a bad thing to to be mediocre at something it's just i'm good at well, it. I get, things get done i'm fucking mediocre at filling potholes but i'll fucking look there's potholes all over the place all i see on facebook right now is that there's potholes all over the place i would go out and fill those motherfucking potholes if i knew anything about it i wouldn't be an expert at it but if somebody's like here's how to fill the potholes i'm like i'll take a fucking shift you know i'll go out there and fill up some potholes well, I mean, it's and I mean, it comes down to like even the people that do these incredible, like one of a kind, you know, art arts and things. It's like, all right, well, they're going to do it no matter what. I mean, I don't think that if you ratcheted it down so that everybody was more egalitarian, that all of a sudden, like a hair artist would be like, oh, well, I'm not going to cut hair so good anymore. Right. You know, it's and, like, and they or, don't give a shit or like, you know, yeah. If you're talking about the speed that work gets done, if that's even the thing you're talking about, it's like everybody wants to go home. Everybody wants to get the fucking job done fast. Nothing is speed. Like nothing is really speeding us up, you know, like well, it, and, it, 
Yeah, and I mean, the amount of work is going to get done, and we're going to, like, delay it. But, like, because most of us are tied there for eight hours. You yeah, know? that's like, why we de- delay If it. you would just let us come in and smash whatever needs to get done and, and scram, then, like, we would probably we would get a lot more done. Doesn't that feel like it would be more <laughs> excelling in that world if you said I get to leave when I'm done? It's like, shit, okay. I mean, I've seen some shit where, like... Like you would go in and they'd be like, you're working on Christmas Eve. And they're like, when you get all your jobs done, you can go home. And motherfuckers was like, watch this shit. <laughs> Their jobs done by like noon. <laughs> it was like, like I've seen it work in yeah. my life. You know, each worker was microchipped for easy tracking. And okay, this provided that. an additional mark measure of the beast. <laughs> this, pro- sorry, go ahead. this provided an additional measure of security <laughs> for the millennials since few had, few had ever worked outside the big city. No one was allowed to speak out against the authorities or assemble or demonstrate. In fact, there was no freedom of speech at all because the authorities knew doing so would prevent microaggressions. <laughs> Something okay. that grievous, grievously offended most millennials. The what? Chinese observed how this f- pleased the millennials to no end and caused them to be even more accepting of the new regime. Yeah, the Chinese rolled in. They're like, you got to get the mark of the beast, but no more microaggressions. <laughs> I think it's funny that they have this feeling that millennials are handing over their freedom and allowing themselves to be surveilled when these are the people that are like, the president needs to be allowed to put a camera in your house to prevent terrorism. Right, we need these type of things. <laughs> yeah. To be smart, to de- no defense, microaggression. <laughs> Some fucking dictator is gonna come in and he's gonna fucking outlaw microaggressions, and then that's it. Shit hits the fan. That's it. we're living in fucking stacking packs. <laughs> then we're shipped off into a stacking pack. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> back to school. The big guy. Are you in goes school? Goes to school. Really? Like the big Rod- guy like, goes to school. Like Rodney Dangerfield did? Exactly. Like uh, National Lampoon's, I don't know. They they had a school movie or something. <laughs> Van was, Wilder? Like up. Van Wilder? Van Wilder goes to school or whatever. Van, big guy is what? the Van Wilder of his school. <laughs> He is a hunk. But instead of having hunk. instead of having lots of sex, I, I pass out lots of uh, socialist literature. Okay, but that's I mean the sex I mean, sex is still better than that big guy. I mean, I know that oh, it's the man. right that the revolution is the right thing to do, and that I'm I'm supposed to be sex negative on this show. But I mean, I still it's a big change for you. No, it's not. I'm still let sex me like negative. This. Let me light this cigarette real quick. Oh, sure. We'll wait. Yeah, just take your time, you know? You want me to kick you in the... What is it? Kick you in the back to get you started? Ah, oh, I messed that up. Like, that's such yeah. a classic. You that's guys vamp a- pretty well. You guys vamp pretty well. How have y'all been? I haven't heard from y'all in a long time. I'm also really high, so I'm probably mixing up my tenses here. But we haven't talked. I haven't called in in a yeah, long time. How are, how are y'all? Why aren't you calling in? What's going on, big guy? Sorry, I've had a bit of a schedule change, and I've been having to like reorganize my life. And you <laughs> okay. know, yeah, that's a big schedule change been, for sure. There, there I, I switched jobs, and then there was a period of time where I was traveling a bunch, uh, not like abroad or Hello, anything. Hello, travel was, boy. 
Where are you going? I was driving to various podunk towns throughout Texas. Oh, so you were just traveling around Texas. I get it, though, man. I call it traveling when I go to Cleveland a lot of times. I'll be like, mm, I'm going to travel up to Cleveland tonight and <laughs> check yeah, out some wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, That's, Texas yeah. is like its own country anyway. I'm kind of around Fort Worth. If I go to Burleson, that's kind of like a whole trip. Yeah, I mean, you can drive a long <laughs> distance. Brett was going to Podunk Towns in Texas. How how is that your job now? Going to Podunk Towns? No, that's my uh, that's my social life though. Um, I don't. I haven't called in since the uh, the the street fight meetup a few weeks ago. There was a meetup. Yeah, in Texas. There was a meetup of some street fight. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's when we first found out about Big Guy Energy. What? Yeah, yeah. There was a big DSA private uh, event at uh, in Dallas. Yeah, it was upscale. How do I get and a in? bunch of uh, street fighters showed up? You think we would be able to get in there? Like, I need. Oh to, yeah. I oh, never yeah. get invited to I, private events. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know. Awkwardly relevant Twitter personality, and of course, I was welcomed with open arms there. So, guys who actually have a podcast that has like a reputation, you know, an actual media platform, they'd recognize you. Well, you got you can always you're you're one of the only people that you that call you're like one of the only you and Elizabeth are our two regular callers. We haven't heard from Elizabeth this week. Are you the same person? Shit pro too. Yeah, shit pro calls in too. Are you the same? Like Elizabeth, we didn't get to hear about the cat at all this week. How the cat's faring, but we get the big guy. Um, so how is work going? I don't. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how the cat's doing. Um, I am not actually Elizabeth. Just, <laughs> yeah, just clear up some street fight cannon here. But <laughs> you don't know how Elizabeth's uh, yeah, cat's um, doing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. I guess I guess I could talk about this. I mean, work work has been good. You know, I, I'm doing really good in my new position, and I'm about to get like a promotion, and Ooh. it's all good. It's hello, all good. Hello, hello, promotion guy over here. You were just calling in a few. The last time we talked to you, I believe you thought you might get fired. <laughs> yeah, like, that was a few times. Yeah, that was a little while ago, and uh, thank God I passed it. Or, or if I didn't pass it, thank God they don't care. So. A lot of places don't care about weed anymore, and that's kind of that's a thankful thing. Or they were just like, "We love the big guy, you know. We love that big guy energy. We want that in here, and uh, we'll yeah. do anything to keep them on." I can't believe you're getting promoted now, though. You they they had to take a drug test, and then they promoted you when you passed it. What did you yeah, do to pass the test? What did you do to pass the drug test? Nothing. Nothing. Your luck. Okay. Really? Just gambled it? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get any notice. I had no notice. It was a random drug test. Like all of a sudden, or, got, well, it happened because I got injured, and so they just said, "Okay, we're, gonna, we're drug testing you on the spot." They, you probably have powerful pee that eats away all the drugs. That's probably I medically do. is what that is. Yeah, when all that. Pee- um, no, sorry, I was going to be very crass. <laughs> oh no, go for it. No, I'm done. You're going to have some. Okay. Pe- your powerful piss just kills the drugs. That's the kind of thing. I, that's a superpower, big guy. I do have. I do have a drug test passing uh, advice and story for you guys, if if you care. We do. Um, I know there was some contention about the street fighters not knowing how to pass a drug test, and uh, I've got the scoop, boys. 
my younger brother wants a job, but, um, you know, smokes chatter on like a daily basis. Sure. And so, so yeah, that's... there's not like a good chance that he's going to pass a drug test, but uh, he gets recommended to this one place and, um, you know, they schedule a drug test for him and he's got about a, like three days notice before the drug test. And so uh, he gets uh, some of the instant cleanse stuff that you get at the smoke shops. Right. It'll say like 60 to 90 minutes or whatever. That works. Yeah. That stuff, it destroys your body, but if you keep that on you and you get uh, a drug test notice, if you can give yourself 60 minutes, you're good. 60 minutes and you need a lot of water. But yeah. If you can buy yourself 60 minutes and a gallon of water, you'll be good. Yeah, and that's what I read in that uh, that Vice article, actually, is they said that really it just comes down to following the directions exactly. You can't just, like, take it and wait around. There, You have a limited window of time, and you got to do it, you know, exactly how it says. But you can pull it off. Yeah, but you can buy drug tests now, too, so you can just... That's true. You can get them pretty cheap. Keep testing you just test yourself. yourself. We should do that on Twitch. We should just keep drug testing ourselves until it goes away. We should try to pass a drug test on Twitch. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't pee on live internet streaming. Oh no, that's for Patreon. People will pay for pee. Okay, there's there's a whole money in pee. There's big money in two guys peeing. Sex sex work is work, and not you know I'm not going to be sex negative. You know, go for it, guys. Thank you. Thank you for correcting I was trying to be considerate of your hobbies. Well, it's the same thing. Look, okay, there's a lot of like uh, wrestling on youtube right like old wrestling that's shared by like bears and stuff who dig watching the wrestling that's what our thing would be it would be like we didn't set out there to do porno but people see it and they're like oh these are two guys peeing i love yeah it's a good stirring it and playing with it new market (laughs) (laughs) these guys are in there stirring it and swishing it around and Playing with it and everything it in a bucket. <laughs> ASMR stuff. One of our only pictures that we took for like promotion has a bottle of piss on the uh, on the table. Like there's a picture where him and I are sitting at a table and I'm throwing a brick and there's a bottle on it. And every once in a while, somebody will like circle and be like, "Is that pee?" And I'm like, "Yep, that's a pee pee bottle." <laughs> we found a bottle of pee on the side of the <laughs> yeah, road. We found yeah, we went and we found this abandoned. It was basically a patio furniture set that was on the back of a strip mall. I don't know if it was like that's where people took their smoke breaks or if it's actually used but it had like been burnt out by the sun and completely rusted through it looked like it was on Cormac McCarthy's road it was just complete de- completely devastated and there was a handy bottle of piss sitting right there when we went to go take a picture of it <laughs> Brian saw it and was like yeah. oh that's great yeah that's the header on the street fight store actually and people are like hey uh hey did you touch it? And I'm like, yeah, I touched it. It's the bottle. It's not the pee. I didn't like ru- put my finger in the pee or anything like that. I picked up. Yeah, a bottle. I touched it. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be into until I try it. So <laughs> yeah, to give it a give it a. I mean, I'm not grossed out by things. Are you grossed out by things, big guy? Mm, not usually. I can usually hold my stomach. Do you like wash your hands after you go to the bathroom and eat pizza? Like, would you ever go okay. to the bathroom and not wash your hands and then eat pizza with your hands? Well, look, whenever you whenever you touch, like, parts of your body that release disgusting waste, I recommend you wash your hands, though. See, I don't do maybe that. Maybe that's just because, maybe that's just because I work in, like, I guess kind of a clean environment, and I've become acutely aware of, like, 
how messy that like how messy things are and how like contamination works. Yeah. But like I guess I work in sort of like a clean room environment. I was I don't uh, know if I've said that or not. I was a uh, roofer for a period of time and like when you eat your peanut butter and jelly sandwich or bologna sandwich on the roof, you get like roofing gunk on the bread. You can like see the gunk on oh, the yeah, white bread. Yeah, roofing gunk. And roofing gunk's one thing though. <laughs> I'd rather eat poo-poo. I'd rather poo-poo eat poo-poo flakes. Poo-poo flakes are not good. You can't no. even taste those, though. You can't even taste those. No, those are just can't. little germs. No poo-poo I, germs. I, You're freaking I, out here. You're, I don't care that I can't taste them. I don't want to eat poo-poo germs. I do. I don't care if you can't taste it. I've always said that. Oh, something's jamming. Someone's calling me. I've always done that with like. Uh, I've always done that with like the uh, the. Um, like I've never cared. Like when I go out to fast food, and it's like, what if they, what if they do something gross to the food? And I'm like, as long as they don't tell me they did it, I don't really care. Like that's, I don't, whatever. As long as I don't know it's there. Like if I eat a cheeseburger, and you're like, I put a booger on that earlier today, I'd be like, all right, well, I ate a booger. I, I used guess. to love doing that. I would like just when my friends were making a hamburger, I would run up and like put a burger on there, and then they would just drop the cheese on, and we would just watch it melt and like seal it in. <laughs> Oh my god! I thought you were totally going somewhere else with that too. No. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say something like, "Oh, I used to. I used to just trick people and be like, haha, I put a booger on your food.'" No, you actually put boogers. Yeah, on I, I food. actually did. If someone made us mad enough, <laughs> we would do. We would do a little bit of, or like people would tell Some us. People that, deserve it. That would say it was mostly like servers would be like, "This guy's such a fucking asshole," and they would tell us something crazy he did, and that would be like we'd be like, "Yeah, fuck this guy," and then we would just egg each other on. It was a terrible idea. We would to have us together, but we would egg each other on and do stuff like that. Let's put a burger on that burger. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I double loved, burger coming up. I'm a big fan of people who call. My aunt calls boogers burgers. She'd be like, "You got burgers coming out." <laughs> yeah. My my aunt calls burgers boogers. So that's, that's the uh, spectrum there. No, we're talking about a big meaty burger. Yeah, like a no, hamburger. A cheeseburger. <laughs> nah, a cheeseburger. A hamburger. This is disgusting. The yeah, we talk. really we're, yeah we really took it down this the new tubes. vegan black bean burger. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a booger in Brett's food when he eats oh, it. I'm don't. gonna tell him. He no, did. I'm not on here saying that I want that to happen. I'm really nice to waitresses so they don't go tell the chef to put a burger on my burger. That's how I exactly. Am too. That's what I'm saying. I don't want boogers in my food, so that's why I'm like really nice to people whenever I go out. Is because I don't want boogers in my food. It's the decent you know? thing to do, man. So I guess we talked about the moth man. We got the moth man in there. Now I know what's going on with the moth man. He's a magic Christian. He's a magic moth man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I got this week because I I got a uh, I got a few things where people were telling. I I saw some posters of what ghosts would, like think like a ghost that somebody sent us. And, yeah, there's uh, someone that had mentioned that changes in architecture are the reason that ghosts walk through walls that they are like we had mentioned before the kind of boring son of a bitch that dies and then keeps doing the same thing after they're dead and then you know here comes Chip and Joanna Gaines to redo the house and uh, and they change the stairwell they rip it out and now you got a ghost walking through the stairwell oh my god 
this that's, game. I mean, that's a good explanation. It still makes ghosts suck. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help ghosts at all in it, my mind. You it's, know, it's motive. It makes me want to die less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The world goes on without you, man, and you got to keep fucking walking back and forth. I'm saying, like, as far as fear goes and things like that, I'm not. I don't want to be. A, I I just hate them. I hate them so much. But that's why they can walk through walls, or that's why they do walk through walls. It's good that somebody's explaining these things, though. That's good science. Well, we have a lot more important things to do, though, I think. Yeah, than think about ghosts? Yeah. Yeah? The world is, like, in a kind of a state of emergency at this point, I think. Tailspin, you need to, you're like, okay, all you paranormal investigators, let's move on to something else Yeah, now. yeah, let's get it together. <laughs> let's stop fucking around and... In, in this sh- in this shit, let's uh, get get back on the right path. I mean, but I'm kind of glad. <laughs> this is gonna come off so stupid, I know, but I'm kind of glad these people exist because I like having people that are outside of science, like established science, that are like uh, I like to have them just saying things, you know, going up against the established science. Oh yeah, way of thinking. Like, I love that that new uh, Ghostbusters movie. It was really good. I love the way that they challenged established science and they caught ghosts. Yeah, yeah, and, yes. That's what the that's what the original ghost. That's all. All the Ghostbusters are like, motherfucker. Listen, um, there are actually ghosts. We'll catch them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's. I like having them out there as a check. Like, it's, I know it makes scientists mad. Scientists kind of need to blow off some steam sometimes, like the ones that are doing all the important stuff. So, like, a science, a scientist that's making, like, like AIDS medication sometimes gets to stop and, and like, be, be mad about somebody saying that, like, like, if you eat cyanide, it'll cure your cancer. <laughs> yeah, vitamin, please make B17 legal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like let the doctor unload on them. I mean, they're just, re- they're challenging each other. And like, these are people that probably weren't going to make it through college, uh, didn't really want to go through college, and they were like, look, anybody can make science. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is have a hankering. <laughs> That's what all your Jonas Salk, all of your Louis Pasteur, they just had a hankering, and they just said what the new science was. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, you don't need to go through and read all of their books. Like, you just do your science. That's what I thought as a kid. I was like, I just want to be a scientist because, I mean, I really want to make some science. Do scientific shit. (laughs) I want to make some science. I want to mix some fucking things. Look at rocks and shit. You know? Because that's what everybody really thinks scientists do. Look at rocks and shit. Have fun. Their job's always fucking fun. Yeah. It's most of the time it's not though. Mentally stimulating. Yeah, most of the time they're inventing bombs and shit. Yeah, we're just doing the most boring absolute yeah. just look spreadsheets. Like fucking they they have to do like formulas and statistical research and analysis when like a Bigfoot scientist can just be like, well no, I'm I mean I just, I don't, it's all right here in my head. <laughs> this is all I need for formulas. I know it. I don't measure stuff like that. I I don't know. Like, I could be a Bigfoot scientist, and I don't know any... I basically could never figure out algebra. 
<laughs> but I wanted to be a scientist, so I, I should have. I should have fucking went looking for cryptids, man. I could be making a living. I'm a fairly charismatic guy. I think, uh, I figure if I had started younger looking for, like, looking for cryptids or, like, writing, like, a conspiracy book, I could be on that train now. I could be... But, I mean, the, a lot of the conspiracy brethren have really let me down after this election. Why? Because, uh... Alex Jones turned out to be a fucking bootlicking conservative. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of them did. Like a lot of the, cons- a lot of the uh, conspiracy web pages about exposing the yeah. NWO, exposing Satan rule and stuff like that. A lot of them were like pretty okay with Donald Trump. They're like, oh, they don't want Donald Trump to get in there because then they're gonna let us know all about the, you know, whatever their pet thing is. Well, that's the know? same with me, too. Actually, that's true. You're right, because even my like, don't tread on me libertarian folks who are like, end the Fed types and shit. Hillary needs to be in jail and Ron Paul and all that, like they are all at the same time like, yeah, I mean, Trump isn't, I mean he's kind of, I, I consider myself conservative. It's like, who wants to be fucking conservative? <laughs> Trump's not even conservative. Like, he's just a conservative. I guess, like, these are the people that were like, uh, I'm fiscally conservative, but I'm socially liberal. And they finally found feel like they found a guy who they think is socially liberal, you know? Sure, sure. And then he'll be fis- fiscally conservative. Like, this guy is, you know, he's kind of lived... Kissed a, a gay flag. Yeah, he's, he's done some scummy stuff, too. And, like, he's just... Like, but... You know, he's, he's harmless or whatever. And a lot of those conspiracy people fell in line with him. And I'm like, man, can't... I'll tell you what, man. If the Illuminati... The Illuminati... You know that the Illuminati... Fed it Trump. For sure. Like, any of your conspiracy groups that you can think of... I mean, Trump is not a threat to them. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. Like, a volcano would go off in New York or something like that. Yeah, they know how to make things happen. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, Keep that man. Mind. I think Donald Trump is, I, I feel like he's a conspiracy. So, that's just where I am, man. I can't be a part of your conspiracy theory group. I can't be a part of your cryptic group if you're standing behind the United States government. Because they've done nothing but ridicule you. Okay? Yeah, they're not the way to the truth. Nope. Absolutely not. They, they, I bet. I mean, uh, the only other ex- explanation I could think for Hillary losing was aliens rigged the whole election because she that. was going to open up a lot of that alien shit. And uh, yeah, they probably were like, "Shit, man, she's going to the jig is up, man. Our alien ways yeah, are going to get that. told to everybody." <laughs> Everybody spills those beans where it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. Because then I've seen a lot of movies where aliens are like become a part, like Alien Nation. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that was, that was huge. I and remember v, that. V. Yeah. And it just, I mean, Alien Nation was okay because they were like more of like our kind of world where like people, there were people that were racist against the aliens, but they also let the aliens like wear suits and go to work and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> right. Just as long as they knew their place in society. <laughs> yeah, That's American I, type. That's like the, that, like, loving the shit out of uh, Native Americans and treating them like spiritual holy people, but then butchering all of them. 
exactly doing the whole like Redskins is to honor them, but then you know plowing over them at the Dakota Access Pop Pipeline in Standing Rock. Yeah, oh yeah, that is true. The, the Redskins is to honor them, but they're like, well, we don't like to name the Redskins, and they're like, we're honoring you. Yeah, like this is you're you're being very. Uh, we don't have any room to talk, really. I mean, we live in. We live in Cleveland. We live I mean Columbus. We live in the state where Cleveland is. Most people in Columbus are Cleveland Indians fans. A lot less Reds fans than Indians fans. And uh you know, they they got that 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 mascot is terrible, man. Yeah, right. it's such a bad one. Right got yelled at by somebody for saying it. Like any like somebody that listens to Street Fight probably or somebody that follows the Street Fight Twitter was like Oh, way to be PC, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, man, you've missed some shows, I think, because I care about the Indy. I don't want that Cleveland Indy. Change the damn name. Yeah, it's it's such an ugly thing. It's just so stupid. It's ugly, and, you know, the we steal all of our culture. American culture is th- stolen from so many other sources, but the people can't get treated as well as we treat their culture, you know? Like, like our, our caricature of the Indi- of uh, Native Americans is something that we would never treat the real people like. <laughs> true, true. Our caricature is more beloved than the actual people. Yes. <laughs> Man, I want to I wanna get to this thing first, this, uh, this sabotaging the workplace thing this person sent me. It's from a CIA manual, right? Where they were trying to figure out how to sabotage other people's war efforts, other countries' war efforts. And they have a section in it on how to sabotage the workplace. Okay. And I thought we might go through these few things. So these are CIA-approved tactics to, to fuck up your workplace. Yeah. I mean, being it's like the CIA was like, hey, here's some tactics that we would use to fuck up the workplace of like, a Russian some Russian bastard. business. Yeah. Some Russian bank or something like that. Here's what we do, you know, and they just it's just a it's like a quick it's eight. It's a list of eight things you can do to this slow down the old workplace. This is great. This is we need to stop sometimes, take a little breather and get our tips together. Make sure everybody's on the same page, you know. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. What do we need to know? Just to, to gum up the works. It's some, these are some, I mean, the first one is just, it's really magnificent, really. Go with um, the works. I like that slogan. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's a good one. Insist on doing everything through, quote, channels. Never permit shortcuts to be taken in order to expedite decision. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I've had lots of jobs like that, and they were very dysfunctional. <laughs> I did that quite a I mean, I did that a lot at the cable company. I think that's kind of why I was a nightmare employee because it would be like, oh, you know, I'd love to. They're like, you know, you could just, you know, the boss kind of hints to you. Uh, you could move the furniture just to get the job done and just get it over with. No, that's a Carmen issue. Carmen handles all that for me. That's her channel. <laughs> 
So I, I can't be bothered with that. Ugh, I'm not allowed to move furniture. I'm not, I'm not, not a mover. not the agreement I've made. <laughs> I'm not a mover. And this job, I mean, they've told me, don't move the furniture. What if I accidentally break the customer's furniture? Then we're in a huge amount of trouble. Sorry, I can't do this work now. And then the supervisor's like, just move it. And I'm like, ugh. I can't. I can't. I guess we'll have to take this to HR and maybe fill out a form and see if they'll let me move the furniture. But I feel like I'm not supposed to do that. I was taught that in training. That's like also working together with someone from a, from somewhere else, like a different department. Maybe you have a buddy that like you're on IM with and you're like, wait, I think we have like, like a pretty good idea at work here. And then you go ahead and do it. And they're like, what is it? You can't work with Matthew on this project. You didn't go through the proper channel. It's yeah. Like, well, but we, but we like streamline a lot of this process. You're like, that's not how we do things here. And I don't like your insubordination. <laughs> Never streamline at work is what we're saying. Yes, like no shortcuts. The CIA and Street Fight agree on one thing: never streamline the work. Um, number two, this is a good one too. Make quote. They put these things in quote. Make quote speeches. Talk as frequently as possible and at great length illustrate your quote points by long anecdotes and accounts of personal experiences. Never hesitate to make a few appropriate patriotic comments this is a wonderful idea i mean there's a there is a meeting clock there's a clock that you can buy that you plug in everybody's hourly rate and then when you press start it shows how much you're spending dollar wise by people sitting in the room so they do that when you're in a meeting they actually have made this yes that is yes that is one of the yeah that's one of the problems with meetings so it is a great way to sabotage a company <laughs> there's most meetings that you can get but i have to say most of the modern work life when you get into the upper echelons it becomes like traversing those really long meetings like the the big boss the people that got like the o's in in their like um positions they really have to put in like a good 30 minutes of talking otherwise they don't get their millions yeah you know? they don't have like a job they feel like useless if they don't spend 30 minutes talking exactly but man, i'll say this every we used to have thursday morning meetings at the cable company and these guys would just get on the most outrageous <laughs> tangents at these meetings where they're just like the really highly specific things they're like so okay how do we solve this really highly specific problem to only one job that i had this week and the manager has to indulge that and give them an answer i mean like there were times where we would be at a meeting for two and a half hours in the morning and it, dude anybody who's worked like a blue collar service job knows that you're never allowed to have two and a half hours to do anything yeah, I've spent lots of time uh, in one the biz, one of the uh, tech companies that I work for that failed. They um, spent a lot of time getting things together. Like we just need to rehash. We need to do like a ninety minute like uh, brainstorm sesh, right? Just like get things together, figure out what we do after after this. You know, when every when the bottom drops out, know what we're going to do now. I really think my favorite part of this hint, Brett. Is the uh, tell personal experiences, tell yeah. personal anecdotes, useless. <laughs> useless, just completely useless. And it no, it's it's perfect. It's like <laughs> you know, a lot of you out here are complaining about the the way that the orders get filled, but I 
used to fill orders on an adding machine that wasn't electronic. <laughs> you know, back when I was uh, back when I was sweeping the floors here, I was wishing I was filling orders. Yeah. I used to look at the people filling the orders, and I would say, "God, I can't wait till one day I'll be the person filling the orders." And I did that, and I did that fast, and that's how I got here. You know what I did? I took I took one hundred milliliters of turpentine, and I diluted that in a thousand milliliters of water. I dipped a rag, and I scrubbed the floor. That's what I did, okay? Do you know what that means? Do you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You know what I mean when I'm saying that? Like, I was really bad about doing that, too, just to keep the meeting going a little longer so yeah. they get rid of a job. I would often start telling personal anecdotes about... I was really into, like... So I had this job last week where <laughs> this thing happened. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> no, I, would, I, I agree. When I was a kid, um, there was this... There was this uh, this uh, trendy Christian family on our block that also had the only above ground pool in town. Oh, so they and, were friends. Yeah, and they but they would draw you in. They would have these events where it was like if you were willing to go listen to some scripture type things, then you could go swim afterwards. And our gimmick was just keep asking nonsense questions about like you know religion and mickey mouse shit you know yeah just waste their time yeah yeah, yeah so they're like, that then so like, then they're like just go out to the dance what's pool. the most christian salad dressing <laughs> man making fun of their parents you're the meanest no, number three no, yeah sorry when no, that's a great way to fuck up the work though i mean seriously more meetings mean just t will tank the place. That's monkey wrenching. Yeah, it is. This is all very good. And everybody gets wrenching. paid because you get paid per hour for doing that that stuff. You, you can, might you might also find yourself with a raise, really, if you do the like. This guy's extra careful. I don't know. You need to unionize and establish a system where that if you have a two hour meeting, you get a sandwich out of it from the employer. That seems so fair, but they'll just do Jimmy John's. I know. Yeah, new day old Jimmy John's. They love doing Jimmy. Like we went and bought the old bread and uh, brought in some some uh, deli slices for y'all. Put some together yourself. Some fucking lunch meat. They'll bring you some lunch meat and onion buns. Um, number three. When possible, refer all matters to committees for further study and consideration. Attempt to make the committees as large as possible, never less than five. That is a good idea because everybody's jockeying for position. There's yeah. really no need to get the work done, really just to make everyone believe that you still deserve your hourly raise or, or hourly rate, right? Yeah. And 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 I um I get a lot of I get a lot of DMs from people who are managers who have higher up positions that are like, you know, I just I feel so bad about this but like you know i'm i'm making a living and like people have often said that to me like i think that there's a misconception that i quit being a cable guy for some kind of like uh you know righteous reasons or something like that the, my radicalization happened like a year and a half after i quit being a cable guy i quit because i thought the boss was an asshole 
Right, but your radicalization happened after you had time off of work to think about it. Yeah, and and, and so my politics aren't like that. But if you're in if you're in middle management, these are things you could do. Now, I don't know. I mean, really, if you're being careful, I don't know if they can fire you. These are very these are things that can actually slow down productivity and also not even reflect poorly on you. you yeah, know? I mean, these also sound like a lot of initiatives that you can take that make it seem like you're a go-getter you're like this guy's putting things in the channels he he's he's created so many committees it makes sense now before we didn't have all these committees every little thing at the office now is down to uh, a six-person committee <laughs> making it having to come to a decision we haven't had a bad decision in months because these decisions are being poured over by these committees he has one committee that has 50 people in it it's great no they no they they have not decided yet but the debates have been very spirited if you see the email chains they were verbose they were passionate there was just so much inspiration happening in those conversations i haven't seen it happening at this uh, typewriter company in years Bring number four. Bring up irrelevant issues as frequently as possible. Yeah, that's one of my faves too. I do that all the time. That's really fun. I do that in every area of my life. I bring up irrelevant issues. I feel like our show is fifty percent bringing up irrelevant issues. Yeah, I mean, just always say that's why you got dunked on at the basketball court. (laughs) Number five, haggle over precise wordings of communications, minutes, and resolutions. So that, yeah, that's just a thing where it's like, just, you know, you didn't really fill that out right. Can you go back and do that again? Okay. They're talking about really slowing yeah, places they're like, down. And this, this is thorough. This is like spending every second of your day just like wasting time. Yes, it is. It's how to waste. It's how to just crush productivity. And that's what monkey wrenching is. And when you work in an office, it is hard to know what monkey wrenching is. You know, Brett and I couldn't come up with any examples except for just stealing as much as you can. But these are real things that could grind business down, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of stealing. We used to just take like we we would just take the records that we had and sell them to like some of our customers privately instead of like through our business you know, through our day job. Yeah, that is smart. Some that of is. the more buddy buddy customers. Yeah, I find some good customers, and also I'll sell you some good stuff. But I good sell leads. all these other chumps a bunch of crap. Yeah, I sell the best leads privately. Just sing my praises. Yeah, yeah, you sold leads. That is that's a real. That is like the lowest level thing you can do it in is. an office. That's I can't think of another thing you would do in an office where you sit in a chair and you probably wear like nice clothes. Yeah, you have to wear like you have to wear something. <laughs> khakis you had to dress up you gotta have shirt you have to have a fucking button-up shirt with a collar that flips over yes and then you have to get to work and you have to sit down and you have to sell yeah leads that's so low level yeah yeah you have to call people up and tell them you you have a chance for them to make money (laughs) you're making money telling people that you have a chance for them to make money and you don't what you have something what you have is a list of names that you've sold stuff to before (laughs) wait i mean that basically what leads are it's like these people love to buy shit 
Yeah, I mean, it's mostly people that I, I mean, in the day of the in the age of the internet, it's people that one time clicked on an insur clicked on something related to whatever you're looking at. You know, it's never anybody that's interested in paying for any of these things. You know, <laughs> leads. Let's start selling leads. Let's make one of our Patreon levels leads. You get a bunch of leads. You get <laughs> dirt bags leads. What are they gonna what What are they gonna get out of like our listener base? We're gonna sell like all of our listeners' information. We're gonna sell them as leads, right? No, we don't have to sell our listeners as leads. We, we can just find sell other leads. People. We could go find leads. We'll sell leads to our listeners. Here's a here's the plan. Let's talk about Let's talk about real deal gig economy. Um, you can get on an app and you can get paid money to go to hotels in the middle of the night and write down the name of every business that has a vehicle with their information on the side of it. You get paid four to five dollars for recording that information for leads, business leads. Who does that? Did you do that? Did you well, ever I've never do that? done it? No, I just did see you it. know people that did? No, no, I can go get you can go do it right now on gigspot.com. It's like uh it's just a part of the bit. I mean, it's just how things get done. I'll tell you this, dude. The other day, I was walking by a hotel, and there was this truck for a thing with a big alligator on it, right? And it's my wife and I walking, and we see it, and we're like, "I got to know what this. <laughs> I got to know what this cartoon alligator truck is. I got to know what they're selling." Yeah, I mean, that's easy. That's old school advertising. It makes sense. I mean, when there's anything big or shiny or loud near me, like I want to go towards it. Yeah, so I walked over and checked it out, and it was this alligator drinks. Some kind of it was like a slushy system. They called it a an iced beverage system, and it was like alligator peats or something like that, right? Okay. And I saw it, so we were curious about what an iced beverage. System I love cold. Was. I yeah, I know. I do too. That's why I keep cash on me. I I have not chased down the ice cream man yet. I'm going to keep y'all posted, but um, I'm finally grown enough. I'm old man age where I have cash on me, and next time that some bitch is riding through my neighborhood i'm getting a motherfucking ninja turtles ice cream with the bubblegum eyes on it it's called alligator yeah it's this is called alligator ice brett and it's a frozen drink and beverage program is what they called it and i was like program i'm curious what kind of program are they talking about they're just selling the program they're selling the like machine, an, a, a, dude I, wait and all what? The, they're selling the they sell slush mixing stations okay what That's the, the fuck <laughs> no no no, no. This is a, no, this is America. You make your slush and come to my house and sell me the goddamn slush. What are they selling? They're, they're selling, selling the machines slushy for gas machines. So I see this and I'm like, okay, they're selling the slushy machine. It's a drink program. What the it's fuck? the machine and that's the same company makes the machine and the syrup. But they're selling this publicly? Yeah, they were driving. They were parked in a hotel. I saw hey, it in a hotel hey, parking uh, lot. Any franchisees around here? Step right up. I'd like to show you a great attraction for this hot summer heat. <laughs> Global warming. It ain't. It's the pits. But you're gonna love these these cool mountaintop ices that we got. They got cappuccino too. Oh, and cold like the uh, frozen cappuccino kind? ice cap. Man, <laughs> that's one of my weaknesses. They're also trying to sell. Them to schools 100 percent juice ones to school 
<laughs> so just, I see that's that. That's why they're just selling. That's like someone selling fucking blenders on the corner. Right. I mean, this is old school. This, this is, is like this when they used to get, like a guy has to go in yeah. like on the founder when he's trying to sell milkshake machines <laughs> to the McDonald's brothers. That's what this is. That was yeah. the person's truck I ran into when sir, I was walking. <laughs> sir. I uh, I don't know how your day is going, but not, mine is not so well. I think that maybe uh, today, if you would be interested in signing up for an icy machine, you'd you'd find yourself in a much better uh, uh, type of way. Yeah. <laughs> so I You're went. Sweating. I went to the gas station next to Mahal's after the Cleveland show. These motherfuckers have the alligator ice. What? <laughs> they got bit. They, they got bought into it. it. They got it. And I went and I grabbed one of the cups, and I'm like like buddy i just want the cup to mix my kratom up in it and he was like why don't you go get a coffee cup because if you use the alligator ice cup it'll cost you two dollars and 49 cents okay they're like There's they some, get some ip on there you you got to make a deal with the devil <laughs> the alligator ice is a devil it's just it's wild hey, man it's me alligator ice yeah Somebody had to sell it, though, and somebody did sell it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a company out of St. Louis, so it's not like it's not like they they started in St. Louis and somehow somebody started selling it here and is actually selling it, man. We're going to hey, we're alligator ice. We're going to send you 100 cups, and then we're going to ask for receipts to show what you did with every single one of them. And if you don't pay, we're going to sue you. <laughs> The franchise. That's sweet, though. It's, uh, so, yeah, that's the story of Alligator Ice. I man, guess. what about Slush Puppy's my dog? That's always been no, my dog, mine's man. Icy Slush brand. Puppy. Icy Brand Icy is the one I like. Why, you like that creamy ice? The, yeah, yeah. It has to be the high, that for. highly processed, like the the fine shit. That's it's just like silk. Foamy, yeah. yeah. It's like a foam silk. Ooh, you got me thinking, it's man. gelato. I don't think I can have one of those. That's probably a lot of calories in just one drink. I gotta save those calories for peanut butter balls. I like um, the motherfucking peng. Is it Kona ice? I don't know. It's kind of. It's becoming a thing. Ooh, okay. They had them in D.C. at the parks and stuff. They have them around here too. Kona what? Kona like coffee ice. ice? No, like just Kona ice. Okay. I don't Sounds know. nice. Okay. It's just shaped. But the, here's the other thing. Basically, it's like um, it, it, it's kind of offensive to me in a way because. Basically, they hand you a cup of shaved ice, like plain, plain yeah. shaved ice. Like literally, you're kind of looking at this. Like, I think my refrigerator does this with and, ice. And, and for then, what else? And then you put juice on it. You have to That's pick a snow your, cone. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's their take on it. It's out so of it's a, truck. a fancy snow cone. Is that what you're calling this thing? Yeah, I mean, is it like vanilla? Like they the spray that guy, vanilla latte shit. The snow cone guy only got the red and blue though. Yeah, 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 or purple. They got purple sometimes. But this is like mango, pina yeah. colada, uh, gum, guava. It's a ripoff. That's a drink program. It's the same damn thing. It's <laughs> but they're a drink not program. selling the machines. They're not out there like <laughs> they're not like get your professional ice shaver. Did you have? Did you ever play with the Snoopy ice shaver? Yeah, I had that. That was the jam. That was a great summertime it was treat. Not great. Shave your own ice and uh, pour Kool Aid on top of it. That was a letdown. That was a great summertime treat. I expected an icy when I got that. Yeah, I thought that and shit was going to be delicious. I thought it was going to be smooth as silk. It was silk. like my mom's handmade homemade hamburgers. It was just it not as satisfying as what you got at the store. It sucked. It just sucked. Number four. 
six, refer back to matters decided upon at the last meeting oh, and yeah. attempt to reopen the question of the advisability of that decision. No, that's why my relationship has, that's part of my wife, like me and my wife, like I always like convince her, we'll decide on some place to go or something to do. And like right when we're tying our fucking shoelaces, I'll, I'll just come up with a really good reason why we shouldn't do this. <laughs> Yeah, let's just get, well, yeah. Let's I'm decide like, on that again. Let's look at this are again. Sh- are you sure we wanted to go to the pasta place? It's like, yes, we all just jumped up with full of energy to go to the pasta place. Yeah. Why are you talking don't, about tacos now? Don't start over. Once you've right, got it figured right. out, don't start over. Right. <laughs> we said we're going to pestos. It's not good in real life. It's good, though, at in the work, workplace. At the it's workplace. a great way to fuck up yeah. the workplace. Because everybody, when everybody, everybody like, shakes each other's hands and says like we're gonna go with uh worthington right worthington steel that's what we're gonna use and like yep and then as soon as they're about to place the order you say like could you cancel that credit card because i don't think they're i don't know if that's the right decision i've seen (laughs) cleveland steel seems to have a better rate of return (laughs) yeah do that yeah um number seven questions just ask really smart questions too that's the other thing like for a lot of us really um uh uh terrible people that make other folks feel bad and shit you can ask those kind of poignant questions like when it's too late that's that's a great way to fuck up the workplace it's kind of save your criticisms take them from being helpful to to harmful yeah (laughs) just hold them back to their harmful until they just disrupt a situation when you point out like a fatal flaw in the project when money's already been committed and like concrete's being fucking laid (laughs) (laughs) you look smart and you're like oh yeah well yeah i i mean i obviously saw that detail i'm the one that pointed it out it's just (laughs) it's we're just in grave danger of losing this project now That fucking rules. Number seven, advocate caution, be reasonable, and urge your fellow conferees to be reasonable and avoid haste, which might result in embarrassments or difficulties later on. So let's just bring up this some bad good. shit. Let's have another meeting. Yeah. Let's, let's get a fucking meeting go. Let's get pina coladas, Um, you know, just half servings. Let's not get crazy. You can always extend something. You can always slow something down by yeah. saying, I'd like to sleep on it. Oh, I'd yeah. just, I'd really like to go to bed wake up and start a whole new day because i'm a different person on a different day no 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 yes 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 i hear what you're saying but i and 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 i'm going to you know really chew it over i'm going to think about it but uh i just don't have anything productive to say right now I can't, I'm not, I'm trying to make a decision in my mind. I'm like, I think this, this, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But I just have a plan together, but it's going to take some fermentation. I feel like if I make the plan now, I'm just going to regret it if I don't wake up tomorrow morning. And yeah, so you can always six have one behind. day yeah, to you, a project. That's true. One day. That's true. Get an <laughs> extra always, day. There's always one day to be added in. Just fall asleep with the email open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't send that email. <laughs> get, yeah, get the email really in your skin. Uh, be worried about the propriety of any decision. Raise the question of whether such action is is as is contemplated lies within the jurisdiction of the group or whether it might conflict with the policy of some higher echelon. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. I mean, this is great. This sounds literally like this is the guidebook to failure. 
Yeah. Well, just like that's... fret about fret about every uh, made up thing that you that makes sense. You know. And what I think is smart about it, I, I just I really see this as like a if we really want to monkey wrench jobs, this is the sort of thing that is completely doable. I mean, the the problem is everything moves so fast now that it's hard to sl- figure out what damaging the efficiency of some of these jobs are because they don't like i did jobs for years that didn't mean fucking anything to the world like if i slow it down like it doesn't affect anybody but the company you know which is good if you affect the company in a bad way yeah i mean i mean uh i've mentioned it several times before but there was jobs that uh I really the leads job actually. I felt so horrible about that job that I made a point of bullying my way into more raises and to not doing any work at all. We start like I did all the graphic design for our first podcast and for Street Fight and for ever, all of the posting, all of the blogging, uh, all of the all of the the things that I did happened while I was working, and it was just only because I wanted to steal as much money as possible as I could from that company yeah, and, just, I, and i was in, like i really was i was getting to the point where i was in meetings and i was seen as like a brainiac but i was just like really i would just say something pessimistic to them and they just didn't want to confront it you know but it also just fucks up the whole it fucks up the whole project you know slows it down yeah yeah slow it down charlie bad Brown. egg bad eggs yeah.